Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. And at that, another solo episode of FML Talk. It is officially, I almost said May, you guys. It is officially June. Pregnancy brain is in full fucking effect. This is about to be an unhinged motherfucking solo episode. So sit back, grab the bottle, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter 16. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. You guys, when I tell you <laughs> this is about to be an unhinged episode, this is about to be an unhinged episode. We're going to do it like we do the minis on Patreon, where I just fucking rant. And like, if I flub stuff, if I fuck up, we don't start over. We don't go back. We're raw. We're authentic. We're fucking lazy is what we are. Okay. So when you guys are listening to this, it's June I am recording this a couple weeks before. It is Thursday, May 18th. I am counting down the fucking days because on Sunday, Tay and I leave. We get on a fucking plane and we go to Hawaii for our baby moon slash honeymoon slash like just get me the fuck out of L.A. one more time before I shoot a human out of my vagina trip. That is this trip. When I tell you, I have been in the throes of hormonal pregnancy. Like, I was not prepared. <laughs> all in all, I feel like I've had a pretty blessed and fortunate pregnancy. I physically have felt pretty good. I had a couple days of nausea in my first trimester, like some gnarly food aversions, like healthy food was just not a thing to me, which was a departure from like how I normally feed myself. And I've eaten more McDonald's in the last six months than I have in my entire fucking life. But other than that, I feel like I've been doing pretty good, especially from like the horror stories I hear of like morning sickness and da 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 da. However, while I have been having absolutely phenomenal sex in my second trimester, um, I have also now understood the wrath of hormones. So I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I have adrenal deficiency. So normally I'm on like homeopathic supplements to keep my adrenals balanced and in, if you will. 
Gabrielle, what what are adrenals? Like, what do you mean? What is that? Let, let me tell you, FMLers. So adrenals are kind of like they're your fight or flight hormone. And when they're in, everything looks great. And it's like sunshine and like, oh, my God, I have so much to be grateful for. And like, just like love and life. And like, I feel super balanced. And when they are out, it's like no matter what's going on in the world (laughs) and how grateful you are, it's like everything looks like shit. So you can be totally fine. And if your adrenals are out and someone makes a joke and like hits your arm, like, oh, come on, shut up. You're so dumb. The reaction is like, oh, my God, why would you hit me? Like, I can't believe you would do that. I'm just really fragile right now. Like, I'm fucking batshit crazy when my adrenals are out. My lovely mother, who passed many, many things on to me that I am very grateful for, also passed some shit things on to me. And the adrenal deficiency was one. Her adrenals were blown out after she filmed the movie Cujo because a lot of times when you go into those fight or flight modes and have those like very traumatic experiences, that's when they can like blow your adrenals out. So anyways, most of my life I have been on adrenal supplements. Don't know if you knew, but when you're pregnant, you can't really take uh, anything like the list is fucking small. And even the approved list, people will still fight you on that and tell you that it's fucked up and like, no, there's not enough science to back it. Yada, da, da, da. So anyways, long story short, I haven't been taking any of my adrenal supplements for this entire. Where are we at? Six and a half months. And I've been OK. I've been pretty OK. Without getting too much into detail, we're going to talk a little bit about it in a skate around way towards the end of this episode. By the way, if you guys haven't realized, we're taking a little bit of a departure from our normal solo episodes where I like take your questions and we do little sections where I talk and like answer questions and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to fucking rant to you today. I told you it was going to be unhinged. So buckle up without getting too much into detail which some of you guys, if you're on the Patreon subscription, have heard in the mini bonus episodes because we all know the raw stuff that I can't talk about on the main show ends up there. So all the Patreon subscribers just get all the drama, all the tea and all the trauma dumping. (laughs) But there has been a little uh, some difficulties that Tay and I have faced, external difficulties that were kind of like beyond our control but that were challenging and that like I was feeling very like triggered by and had to like deal with and work through as in any walk of life and relationship. So during this time, not only was I not on my adrenal supplements, but my hormones were fucking raging, like just fucking raging. Like there were days where I would wake up and be like, It was like the fucking the Finding Nemo thing where she's like, oh, the sun is shining. The tank is clean. And then, oh, my God, the tank is clean. And like just fucking like total mood swing switch. And I was very aware, like, okay, this is probably my hormones, da, 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 because nothing was wrong. Like there wasn't anything that was like necessarily happening. But so I was dealing with this other bullshit on top of the hormonal change. And at one point, poor Alex. You guys know Alex who came on and did our miscarriage episode. She will also be on 
later either this month or next month for us to do a really fun, ridiculous pregnancy episode that I'm very excited about. But I called Alex like genuinely fucking hyperventilating and was like, I, I, I just can't. <laughs> like, I need you to tell me that everything's going to be fine. Like I was losing my goddamn mind for like a solid couple weeks. And Porte was just standing there like, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> so during this crazy like shit show time, which is why I've been just like counting down the fucking days, like get me to Hawaii, put my fucking fat ass on a plane, fly me to an island and like let me at least be a beached whale instead of a beached California seal. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've been counting down the days. But during this time, um, you guys know that I just moved into a new house that's like really close to my mom's house. So we finally have a lot of space and a garage. So my mom starts bringing over shit that I've stashed in her garage for the last decade. And one of the things she brings over was a Christmas present that she gave to me. I don't, let me see, is it written on here? Oh yes, Christmas 2016. And it's this framed photo of a letter that she typed out to me. So I received this little reminder and I read it when she brought it over and it really hit me. And so I wanted to start by sharing this letter with all of you today because there is fucking gold in it. Why? Because Dee Wallace wrote it. <laughs> For those of you that are not on the Patreon subscription, the new season that we just started is called Wine with Wallace, and every episode is with my mother. I know you guys have heard her on the main episode, apart from being a phenomenal actress. She is also a world healer and has like literally changed lives of people all over the world with her healing work. So if you are listening to this and you're like, I'm fucked up, I need some help, I need some therapy, I need someone to fucking like fix my shit, you should be on the Patreon subscription listening to that season of the minis that just started. If you want to find those, you can go to patreon.com slash FML talk. It not only gets you the minis, which I think we're on season nine now, and you can go back and binge all of those. And they're all fucking great and fun and like healing and amazing. But you also get added to the Facebook group. You get 10% off your merch, which we have a whole new line out of, which is selling out quickly. So if you haven't gotten that, get on it. And you also get added to my close friends on Instagram, where I share a lot more personal stuff, a lot of pregnancy journey stuff, a big FML secret that I haven't been able to talk about publicly yet, taking you behind the scenes of that. And you also get a weekly blog post. Anyways, like if you're not there, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Moving on. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, 
and desserts, it's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. So I got this letter from my mother, um, this present, and I wanted to share it with you guys today because it's gold. Here we go. Dearest Gabrielle, this letter is the greatest Christmas gift I have for you this year or any year. It is the accumulation of all I have learned over my lifetime that I hope to pass on to you. I hope you read it with fresh eyes as if these are all new concepts and ideas presented to you for the first time. I was not always the positive seeing the good in everyone mom you perceive me to be. I don't know if that's true because like she is so like see the good in everyone except my exes. But, you know, I digress. I am not that now, although I strive daily to live up to what I teach. I often fall short. However, and yet I know that what I am striving for is the ultimate answer to our questions about everything in life. These are the most important lessons I have experienced, not heard or read or learned, but really experienced. Until you forgive, you are never free. The people whom you are not forgiving own you. Let's just take a minute to analyze that fucking statement right out of the gates. Until you forgive, you are never free. The people whom you are not forgiving own you. So example from the shit that I was going through, like, okay, let's just blanket statement it so I can stop like beating around the bush, but still be respectful of everyone involved. I was having some difficulties with the co-parenting dynamic that was happening between Tay and me and his ex, which was really difficult because we've always all been like super good friends and everything's always been really chill. And then we moved, bought a house, got married, got pregnant and shit kind of like flew off the fucking handles and it became really difficult. So I was walking around angry, upset, frustrated, not forgiving this person. And that was only hurting me. That was keeping me in like a mental purgatory with hormones, which is not fucking fun. I can, I can concur. I can confirm. Like the non-forgiveness I was experiencing, like she wasn't over there being kept in like an eternal hormonal hell. I'm sure she was dealing with her own shit, but she wasn't like going through what I was putting myself through from not forgiving her. The people whom you are not forgiving own you. I understand that that's a triggering sentence. Like people are going to be like, fuck that shit. I don't have to forgive to move on. Taylor Swift said I don't have to. Shout out. Love you, Taylor. But like, yeah, you don't have to. But 
it's doing you a disservice because when you are not forgiving, you are holding on to negativity within yourself. I'm like rolling my eyes right now because as I'm like preaching this to you guys, like I just got out of the non-forgiving stage where I was like, you know what? I'm fucking pissed off and I don't want to fucking forgive. I don't want to forgive anybody right now. I just want to. No, don't want to do it. Don't give a shit. (laughs) Like, fuck everybody. I get it. So give yourself that. Go through that period of time. Eat some ice cream. Drink some wine if you're not pregnant and you can. And then get the fuck over it and decide, like, I don't want to allow someone else to own me. I want to forgive for my own peace and center myself and be able to create the life I want. Okay. Number two. Judgment only makes you feel superior for a little while. Understanding and accepting free you for life. Ugh, Deanna, just fucking killing me, man. Judgment only makes you feel superior for a little while. So when you're sitting there talking all this shit about like, this is why so-and-so is fucking crazy and like da-da-da-da-da and I can't believe she would say yada-da-da-da-da-da, like that's all judgment. And it's only making you feel superior while you're having that conversation, talking shit to that person who's inevitably agreeing with you for whatever fucking reason, whether it's because you're right or because they're supposed to be backing you up. Understanding and accepting free you for life. So instead of being in judgment and being like this person's fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and like, how do they not see like that this is the way the situation should go and like the fucking audacity trying to put yourself in their shoes and being like, okay, what's their perspective of this situation? And how can I understand how their brain is working and accept that even if it's not the way I see things? That's what's going to bring you the peace in all of it. Oh, it's so difficult. I hope you guys are like squirming around in your seats like I fucking am right now because every one of these is like, smacking me across the face because I know that I was doing it so wrong this past month. But that's fine. We're here to learn. Fear is the ego keeping you from knowing your own magnificence. What if you really are amazing? What could you give to the world? I feel like we talked about this. I can't remember if it was on the last solo episode or some of the minis, but someone wrote in saying, how do you like have the courage to just like take the jump. I get DMs all the time about like, I have this amazing idea. Like I want to write a book, but I have no idea where to start. Like sit down and fucking write. Sit down and start writing. Nobody gives a shit until it's on paper. Okay. Like nobody cares about your cool idea until you start putting it into action. So Fear is the ego keeping you from knowing your own magnificence. What are you allowing fear in your life to stop? Is it career driven? Is it relationship driven? Is it leveling up in some form of your own spiritual journey? Like, what is the little voice inside you going, oh, but what if you fail? Oh, I don't know if you're that cool, bitch. I don't know if you should do that. What is the fear keeping you from doing? Because it's keeping you from being fucking magnificent. What if it all just fucking works out? What if you really are amazing? What if you can really become a best-selling author? What if you can really change your fucking life? 
What if you can really be in the happiest relationship you have ever been in? Let that sit for a sec. Whew. Getting things and accomplishing things never allows you to accept yourself. Self-acceptance comes first, then everything you do expands that acceptance of yourself, for yourself, and by the world. Oh, God. Just one fucking like heavy gem after another. Getting things and accomplishing things never allows you to accept yourself. The self-acceptance comes first, then everything you do expands that acceptance of yourself. So I'm just counting down the days to get to Hawaii. If I could only get to Hawaii, everything would be fucking great. Hawaii is not going to make everything fucking better. I have to make the choice that I am going to make everything better, that I am going to get my shit back in order and be the person that I want to be. And then Hawaii is going to be even more magical because your shit will follow you anywhere. It's like, oh, if I just had more money, then like every problem I have would go away. Mm, no, not if you don't fix your shit before the money comes. You might be able to like go on a shopping spree and make yourself feel better in the moment. But when you fix the stuff before, then you can attract the bigger, more expansive money, the better, more healthy relationship. The healing has to come first. The self-acceptance has to come first. Ah, which leads us into her next one. If you want money, love it. We did a whole mini episode on wine. It's called Wine with Wallace with her on the minis. And someone asked, like, how do I create more money in my life? And everyone's like, well, if you want more money, you have to love it. And people will go, well, of course, I love money. Who doesn't love money? Mm, have you been walking around saying how much you love money and saying how wonderful it is and saying how much you love the freedom it brings and how you're able to use it to do amazing things for the ones you love? Or have you been walking around going, oh, my God, I just don't have enough money. I can't afford that. God, if I only had more. Check your fucking thoughts. Probably the latter. If you want a relationship, love it, especially the one with yourself. Again, have you been walking around saying men are fucking assholes and I'm not getting into another relationship and I'll never get married again and fuck people because they suck? But like I would love to be in a relationship, but like, you know, it's just not in the cards for me. Well, no, not if you're preaching that into the universe, not if you're saying you know, not if you're not if you're sliding into my DM saying, why am I always getting cheated on? Like, what is it that you want? A healthy, loving, amazing, fulfilling relationship? Start loving everything about that. Start speaking how much you're excited for that. You can't have something that you're also hating and fighting. If you want health, love yourself and allow others their own self-creation. They don't create you and vice versa. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> there is nothing more important than being happy. The state of happiness creates everything else. If you're not happy, change yourself or the situation. One more time, because that one needs to be really fucking hammered home. There is nothing more important than being happy. 
The state of happiness creates everything else. If you are not happy, change yourself or the situation. So everyone that's like, how do I know if it's time to leave? Like, I'm not super happy in this relationship, but like, it's good enough. No, bitch. No, we do not settle for good enough. You don't need a reason to leave a relationship, a situation, a lifestyle. You just need to know you're not happy and you want to change your situation. When you are in a state of happiness and in a state of love, it will continuously create good shit around you. It is the most important thing. Do not fucking sacrifice your happiness for anything. If you are not happy, change yourself or the situation. If you need to fucking pick up and move your ass to Thailand, pick up and move your ass to Thailand. Change the situation. And for everybody out there that's listening, that's like, I can't just like change the situation, Gabrielle. Yes, you fucking can. Yes, you can. There's always a way. We always have a choice. It might be a difficult one. It might suck at first. It might take a long time to manifest and get that choice to happen. But we always have a choice. Even when I was in the throes of my hormonal rage, <laughs> I knew that I had a choice to keep myself there or to start changing my situation and making myself happy. What did that mean? Putting up boundaries, communicating, choosing to do things that made me happy every day, not wallowing and sitting in the bullshit. You always have a choice. Happiness is a choice. Every minute, you don't, quote, need anything to have it. Oof, that's a good one too. Happiness is a choice every minute. You don't need anything to have it. You don't need the money to be happy. You don't need the relationship to be happy. You don't need the job promotion to be happy. You create the happiness within yourself and then those things come. You have to be able to find the happiness within yourself, whether that means mentally tricking yourself, going to your love place where you automatically feel happy and full and like loving and choose to live there. It's a choice. You always have, <laughs> I ranted about this before we even got here. You always have the power to choose your thoughts and perceptions and beliefs. If your life is not working, pick some way of thinking that does. It's super fucking annoying when you're in the shit. Like, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to smack my lovely mother across the face when, like, I was dealing with all of this and calling her to, like, complain and cry and rant. And she was like, you have a choice, Gabrielle. <laughs> and I was like, no, bitch, I don't. I just want to fucking complain. But I knew she was right. <laughs> and here we are on the other end. You always have the power to choose your thoughts and perceptions and beliefs. If something isn't working and you are fucking miserable, decide to change your thoughts and perceptions and beliefs around it. That can We've talked about this on the show before. That can be as simple as starting to trick your brain. And every time you think about, fuck, I'm so stressed about money, you stop yourself and you go, God, I love money. I'm so excited that I have so much abundance in my life right now. It doesn't matter if it's fucking true or not. Go to a happy place and redefine that thought. See how your fucking life changes around. Okay, we have come to the final one. 
If there is resistance to any of the above, your body will break down and create dis-ease to communicate that to you. If you look at the word disease and you break it in half, it is dis-ease. So if you are out of alignment or have resistance to any of the above, your body will break down and create dis-ease to communicate that to you. Where is your pain happening? Is it in your back? Is it is it an actual illness that's coming up? Like what is going on in your life? And can you allow the notion that that has manifested or come up because you have not been able to forgive or let go or choose your happiness or define things differently in your life? I am j- I'm not going to hammer this one home because I feel like some people are going to be like, fuck you. That doesn't like, you know, some sh- bad shit just happens. Like, fine. I'm just offering it as food for thought. Take some time to think about it. Okay. And she closes out with, your daddy started me on this road to discover with the philosophy we studied together. That's why he's saying life is just a bowl of cherries. Don't take it serious to you every night when you were young. He was my balance. I found him, I believe, to learn these life lessons. Have fun, my darling. Life is too long not to have fun. It's really why we are here. I will love you forever to the moon and back, as does your daddy, Chris. We are forever by your side, whispering, smile, Gabrielle. Love, mom. Ah, raise your hand if you're triggered. <laughs> Um, I'm not now, but I fucking sure was the past couple weeks. And I think it was a very good lesson. So even when I was going through all of this like stuff that was really like difficult, it was just difficult for Tay. It was difficult for me. It was difficult for everyone involved, but it was so amplified by my raging fucking hormones from hell that even when I was dealing with all of that and I would talk to my friends, I would say, I'm sure there's a big fucking lesson in all of this and it is happening for a reason because it always is. It always does. The relationships that come into our lives that mirror shit within ourselves is so we can heal shit within ourselves. And the biggest lesson I learned from this whole fiasco was I don't have to play the game if I choose not to. I live my life in such a controlled way. Like I do my work. I get my shit done. If I say something's going to happen, it's going to fucking happen. I rarely fuck up. Like I just like have an ambition within me and it's controllable because it's mine. Obviously in life, you cannot always control other people, how they're going to be, how they're going to act. And I had forgotten that I had the choice to not play the game. Like, are there going to be things that come up that are frustrating because I can't control them? And in my perception, like it's a bullshit way of doing things. Of course. Are there going to be circumstances that are completely out of my control that I'm like, this is annoying and this is bullshit? Yes. Are there going to be people in my life that I don't necessarily like 
love having there that I'm going to have to understand that that's their way of living and I can't change them. Yes. But at the end of the day, it is always my choice to not engage and play the game. And that was such a good lesson and big reminder of how to protect my peace. And it really took that for me to recenter myself and remind myself that the best way you can combat things that come into your life that disrupt your peace is state your boundaries very clearly. Let the person know that if they're crossed, they will be enforced. And then let the fuck go. Ooh, letting go is so difficult, Gabrielle. Yeah, bitch, I know. <laughs> uh, nobody said it was easy. Welcome to healing. But it is the most powerful tool you possess. Letting go. I promise it will bring you freedom. So with that, let's talk about boundaries. <laughs> We're just like hopping from one uncomfortable topic to another. So within all of this like hormonal hell pit and like shit that was coming up that we were having to fucking like deal with and like, you know, readjust, I came to a situation. I should have called this person and like been like, hey, can I put you on blast on the podcast? But like, I don't think she'll care, but we'll leave her anonymous regardless. Um, <laughs> one of my very dear friends and I had a situation where I called her to just like talk through some things. And she ended up kind of like unleashing and venting her own feelings around the situation to the point where like I even said I was like yo dude like this isn't helping me mentally like can you stop and then it like kind of kept going and that prompted me to kind of spiral out and like go down a fucking wormhole the next day I called <laughs> in hindsight probably should have waited until like I wasn't hysterical and like had calmed the fuck down but here we are I called and was like I literally I want you guys to hear how this conversation went because it was so important. I called and was like, hey, I'm really sorry because this conversation is going to be uncomfortable. But like, I really hope you can hear me because I love you and I need to protect myself and our relationship. So I need to set a boundary with you. Like it was very textbook. And so she was like, OK. And we we had the conversation. I was like fucking like hysterical. I wonder if it's like weird for you guys because you've only heard me like get choked up on the podcast. You've never heard me like actually cry. Like when I called Alex this past week and was just like fucking like hysterical. She's like, I've never heard you like this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Anyways. So I was calling and I was crying during this conversation. And then she started crying because she felt so bad that she had made me feel this way and da 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 da. But I clearly communicated then like how it made me feel, what transpired and like what the boundary I needed to set was. And she was like, okay, I hear you. Thank you for telling me. It will never happen again. And like your message has been received loud and clear. Obviously, this is like a textbook scenario of like how you want these conversations to go. But it gave me so much peace 
after that conversation because I knew I had stood up for myself, set a boundary, protected myself and protected my relationship with this person that I really deeply care about. And everything has been totally fine since then. So if you missed for whatever reason, or you've been hopping around different episodes on the podcast, go back to God, it was like season one or two, maybe with Terry Cole. And I think it's either creating fucking boundaries or setting fucking boundaries, something with fucking and boundaries in the title. And maybe check out her book, Boundary Boss. Like, if you have an uncomfortable time setting boundaries, it is one of the most important things you can have in your toolbox, whether it's for someone toxic in your life that you can't just like cut out or whether it's for someone you deeply, deeply care about and you want to maintain a healthy relationship with. It is one of the most important things that you can have to exist through these complicated human relationships that we continue to deal with. You guys, I literally don't, <laughs> I literally don't even know what the fuck we talked about this first 36 minutes of this episode, but I hope that there were some, I mean, I know there were some gems in there for Mama Wallace, but like, I hope that there was some good stuff in here in this fucking unhinged episode. Bottom line is pregnancy is wild. <laughs> Hormones are cray cray. If you have adrenal deficiency, I fucking feel you. <laughs> and learn how to set boundaries and fucking protect your peace because hormones or not, when people cross lines, shit needs to be dealt with to protect yourself, to protect your family, to protect your relationships. So I leave you with that. Not leaving, leaving yet, but I leave you with that as we transition to your FML stories. Okay, so as you know, I usually just pull up an FML story. I don't even fucking look at who it's from, what the substance is, and I read it as we go. The first line of this obviously caught my eye, so I want to add a trigger warning in here that it is going to deal with an infant death. I am going to try and like disassociate as I read it to you because it's obviously triggering for me. But I feel whenever people submit FML stories, it's because it is part of their healing. If it is coming up for today, that means it is going to reach someone else who needs to hear it. So here we go. It is titled My Trauma, Everyone Lets Me Down by Sarah Ketter. I buried my daughter. At 24 weeks and four days into my pregnancy, I started to experience premature labor. At first, I had a tinge of bleeding and I called the doctor. The nurse said it was no big deal because it happens sometimes. I didn't think that it was normal for this far along in pregnancy, but thought that the doctor and nurses were sh would surely keep me safe. At 4 p.m., I went to the local ER. At that last point, I was passing so much blood I was passing so much blood. They got more blood than urine when I was done testing. I was loaded into an ambulance and driven to a hospital 45 minutes away. I had a four-year-old at the time, and he was staying with our landlords, the only people who we could reach out to of the very few friends we had in Washington State. We had moved here just seven months prior. We learned quickly that we were having a girl, Abigail Lynn, 
was doing well, but the amniotic sac was starting to come into the birth canal. There was nothing we or doctors could do at this point but to put me on bed rest and hope and pray that my body would fix itself. On August 20th, 2009, I started to develop a fever. They gave us our options on what we could do. And to us, there was only one. Miss Abigail was born prematurely via cross C-section at 4.15 p.m. She passed away shortly after her birth due to her immaturity and small size, making a breathing tube impossible to use. It is a complete mystery why I had to hold my baby girl as she passed away. The medical field throughout this entire process let me down. After Abigail's death, the army failed me as they told me they would not allow my husband to travel with me to Pennsylvania to bury our daughter. I threatened to contact someone very high up that I have connections to, and he was given five days. He deployed to Iraq less than 24 hours after the funeral. He got no help while deployed and was deeply depressed and at one point stopped all communication with me. He was simply living through the motions of daily life. We ultimately were divorced due to growing apart, not healing, and all of the brokenness of burying a child. Then I met a man who absolutely love-bombed me. He knew I was broken and hurt and helped me in his love-bombing chaotic way to stand on my own two feet again. We had two children together. Then he cheated, not once, not twice, but from what I have learned with at least five women. My children with him were high-risk pregnancies, and I was on weekly shots of progesterone to keep them safe. He did not care what I went through. All he wanted to do was chase the latest game. He let me down. He did not give two shits about anyone but himself, including his kids. I am now remarried, and we certainly have passed traumas that invade our lives. Last night, when all my feelings of loss of Abigail crept in, he left, bought all the comfort food, tucked me in bed, and we watched a movie. This is what I have deserved all along. He knows my bad days are just going to be bad, but he knows I'll pick myself up and keep going as long as I have his love and support through it. I fear him letting me down, and he just might. He is human after all. But, ugh, yes, but I won't let myself down and he will be there at the end of the day. Thank God for that. Thank you for all you do for so many people that are completely unknown to you. You have impacted so many lives. Uh, and here come the hormones. Whew. Oh my God, girl. Mm. I'm so sorry for your loss. I cannot, I, I mean, I literally cannot imagine, like I can't let my brain go there because intrusive thoughts are the fucking worst when you're pregnant. But I love what you said at the very end of this, because I feel like that's what I really learned on my FML trip was that I'm never truly abandoned because I will never abandon myself. So while people might die on you, while people might hurt you and cheat on you and disrespect you, as long as you know that you will never abandon yourself, you will be able to get through anything, no matter how insurmountable it seems. And like, talk about a little fucking perspective to smack you in the goddamn face. Like, if nothing else, then from hearing Sarah's story, we're like, oh, my shit's not that bad. You know, like, I know we all like need to go through it and have our moments. But like, there are times when I look at what other people are dealing with in this world and you are like, shit is not that fucking bad. So let's all take a moment as we end this episode to list the things that we are so fucking grateful for, whether that's your health, your family, your relationship, your dogs, 
your career, like the roses that are outside your house that you get to smell when you go on a walk, whatever it is that you are grateful for, because there are so many things to be grateful for. Sit down and make that list so that you can regain some perspective and live in that gratitude because that happiness and that gratitude is where you will create all the good shit from. Well, I feel like we have touched on everything in this episode. We had some humor. We had some healing. We had some trauma. I love you guys. I'm off to Hawaii. By the time you're listening to this, I'll be back from Hawaii. So next month's episode, I will share how that trip went. I love you guys so much. Quick reminder, there is new merch on the website. A lot of it is selling out very quickly, but you can check it out at eatprayfml.com. There is a go to therapy hoodie. There is a manifest that shit hoodie. That one I know is almost sold out because it's really fucking cute. Um, And there are some new self-love sweatpants that are super cute, super comfy in two different colors. If you want to come hang with us on Patreon and get all of the mini bonus episodes and get access to my close friend story where you get a lot more behind the scenes of some really big shit. You can come hang with us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FML talk. I love you guys so much. Let this be your reminder that if you are having an unhinged, dramatic fucking moment, you are not alone. I have been in it with you. Let's grab hands and step out of the motherfucking trenches together. I will see you all next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.